Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number 13. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directory, we invite you to visit our website at charlescapscrimsonflowministries.net. All one word, all lowercase, amen. And you can easily find every podcast on Twitter at charlescaps19, amen. Now, Proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. When you buy that truth, you, you don't pawn it, you don't throw it away, you don't hide it, you don't bury it, uh, you don't get rid of it, you hold on to it. So buy the truth and sell it not. Also, buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. And we're going to try to do some of that today as we move to the message. Now, you know, the disciples uh, came and they asked uh, Yeshua, Jesus, said, teach us how to pray. Uh, like John the Baptist has taught his disciples how to pray. And so we'll pick this up in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore, Yeshua said, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. So there's a couple of things to realize there. We're, we're looking for our Father, our Abba, amen. And he's in heaven. Heaven's his throne. Amen. That's where his tabernacle is. A lesson, there's a whole lot of folks that don't understand the first thing about heaven, but it's the throne room of our Father Abba. Amen. So, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, separated, set apart. Now, here's what I want to look at. Thy kingdom come. Do we know what the kingdom of God is? Do we have any idea what it is? How, how do we access it? Uh, how do we get into it? Or perhaps even how are we thrown out? Amen? Uh, so I want to spend some time today on the kingdom of God. And hopefully we'll get a better grasp on what it means to be a part of the kingdom of God. So thy kingdom come is the prayer. And thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And then it's, you know, we get our daily bread, we get forgiveness, we get uh, uh, protection from uh, temptations. And, um, you know, then it finishes, it says, Thine, being Abba's, being, being God's, Thine is the kingdom. Again, there's that kingdom word. And the power and the glory forever. Amen. So let's look at the kingdom of God. Now, there's a lot of people that would like to tell you, well, first off, let's go to Romans 14 uh, and 17, because most people can quote this by heart from memory, amen? Most people grew up knowing this scripture. It says, uh, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, so what is the kingdom of God? It's not what you eat. It's not what you drink, no. But it's righteousness, set-apartness, amen? Peace, as only God can do. And joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, there's a good definition, and let's see if we can expound upon it. Unfortunately, because of the translators who wrote our King James edition of the Bible and others that were translated, uh, there's two phrases for the kingdom. One is the kingdom of God, and the other is the kingdom of heaven. And there are those that will tell you the, all kinds of ignorant stories about what the kingdom of heaven is as compared to the kingdom of God. Two separate, one earthly, one heavenly, on and on the 
eras go. But folks, let's look at the Word. Let's see what we can find out in the Word of God. Amen? Now, in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 15. Now, after that John was put in prison, Yeshua, Jesus, came into Galilee preaching the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Amen. So here we have this saying. And then in Matthew 4 and 17, we have again, From that time Yeshua began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, do you think that um, Matthew and, and Mark, they, just, they, they got the words wrong or they meant two separate things? Or were they talking about the same event? Folks, let me, as we explore this with yet many more scriptures, we will see that the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are synonymous. They're the same thing. They mean the same exact. They're not two separate kingdoms. And anybody that's building you a doctrine that says that there are separate kingdoms of one of earth and one of heaven, folks, they are bad, bad mistaken. Amen? Now, let me tell you something. A lot of people think they're going to spend eternity in heaven, but you're never promised that. Your inheritance is the earth. And I know I'm probably making people go, what? You know? But listen, you're not going to be part of heaven as the throne room of our Father. If you at all have any hope in Christ, the new Jerusalem comes down and you're one of the bricks that built it. Amen. And it's going to dwell here on this earth. Amen. All these people to look up, looking up to go out in a rapture uh, and the new Jerusalem's coming down. I mean, come on, folks. Let's get a grip on some good doctrine here. All right. So now let's turn to, um, let's turn to Luke. Luke 13. Luke 13, 28. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. Wow, that kind of answers the question I asked earlier. How do you get in? Can you be thrown out? You know? And then they shall come from the east and men from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. Amen. And there's a great big message there, but we're only looking at the word kingdom of God here. Amen. But now we go and find a parallel scripture in Matthew 8 and 11. It says, And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and from the west. We just read that. And they'll sit down with whom? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In the kingdom of heaven. They're the same thing. Kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven are the same thing. Alrighty, so now we're gonna get into some scripture study here, and we're gonna do we're gonna go through Matthew chapter thirteen uh, for quite a while here. And there's a purpose for this. The same day went Yeshua out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Amen. And he, speak, he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. 
Some fell upon the stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. And, you know, whenever you plant something, if you've ever done any gardening, uh, you put a seed in the ground, you expect something to come out, a hundred, thirty, sixty, thirtyfold, amen? And uh, you don't plant that seed without expecting a return. And, folks, if we have... Uh, uh, have been planted by our Lord. Don't you think he expects a return on the planting? Amen. So anyway, he then said, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And then the disciples came unto him, and he said, Why do you speak to them in parables, Yeshua? And Yeshua answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So some people have it, the mysteries of heaven given, and some don't. Now, I don't decide who that is. I, can't, I cannot tell you who it is. Only our Father would know who he is and who is it. Amen. But listen, verse 12 says, For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Oh, Father, help us. That's something we're supposed to buy and hold on to is that understanding. Amen. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. And of course, this is Yeshua quoting the words of Isaiah. Amen? Now, for this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see you, or excuse me, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily, verily, I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. All throughout the time as the prophecies of Yeshua were coming forth, people wanted to, I want to taste, I want to hear, I want to see, I want to belong, I want to be a part. I would love to uh, hear that going on and be part of that. The prophets have wanted to see it forever, but they hadn't seen them, but the disciples have. And then he said, hear you therefore the parable of the sower. Okay, I gave you the parable. Now here's the uh, understanding. He said, when anyone heareth the word, and there's a key word right there. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom. Now, is this the kingdom of God? Well, sure it is. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one. I think that would probably be the, the devil, Satan, huh? 
Yeah, I don't think it'd be uh, Jesus taking that word from you. But when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown, that which was sown in his heart. Amen. This is he which received seed by the wayside. And the seed, of course, is what? The word. We're going to get to that. Amen. The kingdom of God. But now, he that received the seed into the stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon, and with joy. He, they, they shout, they hoop, they dance, they, they get on with it, you know. They're all excited, and, and uh, I've heard the word of God, and wow, it's, uh, it's the greatest thing. And, you know, then he said, yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, riches choke the word and he becometh unfruit, becometh unfruitful, you know. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Now immediately another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came, and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth, when you could identify it, the fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? Amen. And the good man said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. You can't remove the tares without hurting that wheat. So just let them sit there for, he said, let both grow together, verse 30, until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather you together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And folks, if you're believing this doctrine of the rapture and, and wickedness uh that goes with it, and, and, and I know I said wickedness that goes with that. Doctor, the wickedness is you're deceiving people, amen? But, um, folks, you, you're going to be like the tares. It's going to be cast up first and burnt with unquenchable fire. Now, you you bring the, the wheat into my field, and then in verse um, 31, he said another parable, put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven... Is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Amen. Which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Amen. And then we understand the, the mustard seed is so tiny and 
it makes up a big, a big uh, tree, a big bush. And then another parable, verse 33. Another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is likened to leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was living. Now, you know, there's leaven there. There's a lot of people that cause this woman um, naughty or uh, trickery or whatever because she took the, the three meals of flour and she put leaven in there till it all became one lump of leavened meal. Amen. And they keep the three meals. We'll go back to Genesis. We'll go back to Genesis 18 and 6 of Abraham when the angels were visiting. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the earth. And Abraham ran into the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it to the young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. Now, this is where the three measures of meal started, and it continued on. And, and we, ha we have other references even in Job of it, amen. But this woman took these three measures of meal, and it said that uh, uh, she put leaven in there. She, she made up one whole lump out of the three measures of meal, which, you know, uh, again, if you read that, they call her um, uh, uh, a trickery woman or whatever. But um, the message is here, the three meals, amen, that uh, represent what Abraham offered to the angels. Now, and all these things, back to Matthew 13. And all these things spake Yeshua unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which I have kept secret, or which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Yeshua sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us, tell us, tell us what the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and said unto him, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. Amen. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. So there, if you want to be a good seed, you want to be a children of the kingdom. Uh, and then he said, But the tares are the children of the wicked. So we were either the children of the kingdom or the children of the wicked. He said, The enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. And we get that straight out of Revelation, don't we? Amen. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world or age. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity. So if you're going to be in, you're going to be out. If you're doing iniquity, it doesn't sound like you're going to be in. Amen? You think your grace uh, allows you to continue in sin? Uh, Paul said, uh, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Folks, it sounds a little bad for you if you're going to continue in sin. Right here, sounds like you're the children of the wicked. Amen? And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. 
Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and he buys the field. He can't just steal, amen, the treasure, and he can't, uh, he just, he's got to go buy the field that the treasure's in, and then it belongs to him, amen? And that's why we open up this program with uh, Proverbs 23 and 23, where we want to buy the truth and sell it not, and also wisdom and knowledge and understanding. We want these things, but f folks, we got to find them, and we got to dig them out, and we have to purchase purchase them, amen, and, and then they're ours, and we never let them go. Now, continuing on. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to the merchant man seeking God goodly perils, and we know this. We know this. Who, when he had found one pearl... Of great price went and sold all that he had and he bought it because it was worth that pearl that word uh, was worth everything he had to go amen and again the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind which when it was full the net was full they drew to the shore and sat down and gathered the good just like the wheat and the tares there's a separation going on and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. I mean, there's if you've done much fishing, there's you know there's some 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 junk fish that we don't eat. There's uh there's some some calls that we need to get rid of. I mean, I never went fishing uh, in in the salt uh, uh, water that I didn't catch a lot of hardheads, and I, I I throw them back. Amen. And and others that I throw back. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from the just, among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now Jesus saith unto them, Have you understood everything I've just told you guys? And they say unto him, Yea, Lord. And in verse 52 he said, Then said he unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. And this little old scripture here has tripped up a lot of people. And they want to know, what, what, what does this mean? Um, how do you... Uh, how do you become a scribe? You, you see, we think of scribes, the Pharisees and the scribes. We think of the scribes as some trickery people, some lawyers that come up to uh, trick uh, Yeshua, and uh, they're in charge of what's written there, you know. And But I'm going to say that um, this verse comes from an understanding of what a scribe is that predates what we find as Yeshua was walking in Jerusalem in the temple with the Pharisees and the scribes. Amen. So he said, therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder, somebody that rules over his house, amen? And he brings forth out of his treasure things new and old. That would be the scriptures, what we've already learned from the beginning and what we're learning today, amen? Now, let's read Ezra 
7 and 6, and we're almost done here. Now Ezra, this Ezra went up from Babylon, and he was a ready scribe. You see, now here's Ezra. He's a ready scribe in the law of Moses. That's what the scribes were for. He was a ready scribe in the law of Moses, which Jehovah God of Israel had given, and the king granted him all his requests according to the hand of Jehovah his God upon him. And that's a great story right there. But folks, understand what Yeshua is saying here. We're looking for a scribe who is ready, a ready scribe who knows the law of Moses. So we're going to be a householder. We're going to rule over our houses and we're going to have the word, amen, from the beginning to what we're receiving right now, amen, through the spirit. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are the same. And we need to understand that we not fight against the scriptures. We need to understand that we not split hairs over what the devil would want us to do. Amen. We want to understand the good things of God and become part of the good things of God and not be the terror. Uh, and or, yeah, and not be that which is burned up, not be that which is cast out but to be that which is accepted and received as good and righteous in the kingdom of God. Amen. Lord bless you and keep you. I hope you got a little something out of this next time. Amen.